Hello and welcome to Health Matters on Channels Television. Thanks for joining us. I am Mary Alale Yusuf. Approximately 1.71 billion people have musculoskeletal conditions worldwide. That's according to the World Health Organization. Musculoskeletal conditions are the leading contributor to disability worldwide. Low back pain is the single leading cause of disability in 160 countries and the main contributor to the overall burden of musculoskeletal conditions with 570 million prevalent cases worldwide. It occurs in similar proportions in all cultures and limits mobility and dexterity, leading to lower levels of well-being and reduced ability to participate in society. Population growth and aging has caused the number of people living with back pain and associated functional limitations to increase. We have with us a director of physiotherapy and head physiotherapy department, National Orthopedic Hospital, Igbobi, Ms. Atinuke Adikbetun. You're welcome to the show. Thank you and thanks for having me. Great to have you here. Let me first ask you, what is the cause of lower back pain? And it's funny to say lower back pains, which yes. means there are all sorts of back pains. It's true. Upper right, upper left. Yes. <laughs> so what are the causes? Okay, let's start from the simple ones now. Posture is the main culprit in, you know, that predisposes you to back pain. Those that assume bad posture over the years, you know, bad posture that seemingly to them is good posture. We've all fallen victim of that before. You know, bad sitting posture, bad standing posture. That's one cause of back pain in our society. You know, another cause of back pain is um, lifestyle. You know, you like sitting for long hours. Well, we do that even though we don't like it all yes, the time. Yes, <laughs> I know. But it causes back pain, especially when you're not sitting on the right kind of furniture. Okay. You know, prolonged sitting, prolonged standing, you know. Lifting of heavy objects, you know, that can lead to back pain as well. But on that one, the narrative has changed a bit now. We can't completely rule out lifting heavy objects. Okay. But we can teach proper lifting techniques, you know, to guide against back pain. Another thing that causes back pain, now this goes to the ladies. I had to look at your shoes oh, now. Oh, yes. <laughs> heels. Yeah, heels. <laughs> For know. too long. Well, yeah, for too long, for too long, you know, it can lead to back pain, you know, because it tilts your sense of gravity, puts strain on the back muscles, and it gives you back pain. That means, without yeah. you telling me, I know that pregnancy leads to back pain, because well, we know that they walk a certain way when they are heavy. Yes, <laughs> yes, hyperextension of the spine, you know, just to strike a balance, you know. Another thing that causes back pain is sleeping on a surface that is not appropriate. Okay. You know, we always say sleep on an orthopedic mattress. But over the years, I discovered that this orthopedic mattress might be too firm a surface for you to lie on. Because okay. really, the surface you should lie on should move comfortably to the contour of your body. And so they the shouldn't body, be very hard, the way our parents said? They shouldn't be very hard. But that is not to say that you should trash your orthopedic mattress. What you can do is maybe get like two layers of blankets on the surface and you lay on it. You know, those are the simple things that can lead to back pain. You know, studies have also shown that smokers are more predisposed to back pain than non-smokers. Smokers. Yes. You know, 
more predisposed to it than back pain. Then some habits that we've developed over time, you know, some health enthusiasts, they like exercising, but they end up doing the wrong kind of exercises, you know, that predisposes you to back pain too. Overweight predisposes you to back pain too because you're overloading your back muscle, especially when the weight gain is around the mid section. Mm. There's a muscle imbalance that can predispose you to back pain as well. You know, so basically then use of poor furniture, especially in your work areas. You know, you spend maybe three, four hours behind your desk. You're not sitting on the appropriate kind of chair. It can predispose you to back pain. When I say appropriate kind of chair, your backrest should be at, at least 110 degrees. The backrest, that's this backrest. Okay, it shouldn't be very straight. It should, it should go back a little degrees. bit. It should be at least 110, 110 degrees. degrees. You know. okay. Then you should have a small cushion to just cradle your back, the small of your back. But then, sometimes they make chairs in such a way that where you would have put the cushion, there's kind of like a... A bulge. Yeah, a bulge. Yeah. Maybe it's just fit nicely in your back. In the small of your back. Yes. That's good. That's good. That's what I was going to say, that you need a small cushion that will just cradle the small of your back. Then when you sit, your knees should be slightly higher than your hip joint. Okay. You know, then for those that can't but do without sitting for prolonged hours, you might want to get a small stool that you rest your foot on while you're seated. Okay. All this is targeted towards not putting your muscles in an overstretched position for too long. So those are the simple things that can lead to back pain. Then, of course, there are disease conditions that can cause back pain. We talk about lumbar spondylosis, we talk about ankylosing spondylitis and all that. So basically, those are the things that cause back pain. Okay, based on just the last part of your statement, where you call some disease uh, conditions, yeah. when people are aging, they... They usually, especially women, they talk about osteoporosis, osteopenia. Are those things that you cannot help but get a back pain, you know, because of? Come again? That is, do people have to have a back pain just because of those conditions? Do they, should they expect to have back pain? I won't use the word expect to have back pain. Some people are luckier than others. Some have osteoporosis, they have osteoptera and yet don't have back pain. Just like you look at some radiological films and you see very, very bad osteoporosis and the patient is asymptomatic. Wow. But the best thing to do is just employ preventive measures before you get to that age. You make sure you maintain a healthy lifestyle so that you keep back pain at bay. Okay, let's talk about keeping back pain at bay. We're talking about somebody who doesn't have back pain. How do you advise the person to make sure as much as possible Not that the person doesn't get it? Maintain a healthy lifestyle. Okay, so healthy what is weight. a healthy lifestyle? Does it go to food yes, and movement? Yes, I was going there. <laughs> <laughs> Physiotherapists are advocates of movement. So you have to exercise, regular exercise. The muscles have to be put into motion at all times, you know. You exercise, you eat healthy, you maintain a healthy weight. Okay, so that you don't become obese. So that you don't become obese. Then also at your workplace, you don't sit for too long hours, for long hours. You don't stand for too long. Go back to lifting of heavy weights too. You lift appropriately. You ensure that you have to be intentional about it. Okay, so I'm going to ask you, 
there are so many questions coming up, but let me start yeah. with the last. Uh, what is an appropriate way to lift? Okay. Can you describe it? Okay. You go, let's say the object is on the floor, rather than bend forward like that. Your back is Don't straight. Don't sit down. Okay, <laughs> your back, you keep, you keep your back straight. Okay, so you have to keep you your bend back straight. your knees. Okay. You lift the object, you bring it to your chest. Okay. So, so the weight is your, actually the on, your is on your lower legs, legs, not your back. Aha. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But our parents taught us those days, you know, they didn't hit you. Bend your back and sweep, lazy girl, you know. So, <laughs> well, you were much younger then. <laughs> you are much younger then, so it works. If you try to do the same thing now, I'm sure, I bet you, you have back pain by the time you're done sweeping. Wow, that bad. Yes. You know, we, we escape a lot of that these days with those long brooms that have yes. now come. We Ooh. didn't have long brooms and those days. Those are preventive measures too. <laughs> That's part of the preventive measure. Yeah. Okay, you use a long broom. Yeah. Okay, so um, coming back to um, the back pain itself. When someone has a lower back pain, do you advise the person to wait, see if it resolves, like the uh, statement we are used to, take two tablets, uh, after two days, if it doesn't go, consult your doctor. What, what does a person do with back pain? Do you mm -hmm. immediately go to the doctor? What do you do? Well, it depends on how bad the pain is. Because from my experience, most patients, the history they give you is that they first had the pain about two weeks ago, then they decide to observe, or somebody says they should take an analgesic. So usually, you allow, you wait and see. Maybe you, you've had a stressful day, you feel that's why you have back pain. So most, most often than not, patients wait before presenting in the hospital. It's very rare to see a patient that had pain comes and immediately comes to the hospital. It's very rare. When would you be concerned that the back pain is a complicated one, something that cannot be easily resolved? Are there some symptoms for that? Like some people have talked about, they have a back pain, right? Yeah. But maybe they are standing. They're in a position when the back pain is not supposed to be manifesting. Mm -hmm. Then suddenly muscles are twitching and it's painful. Is that... Yes. Uh, a, a red flag, so to speak? Yeah, it is. It is when the pain is persistent, when no position elevates the pain, when you now have pain shooting down your legs, when you're unable to sleep, you know, when you can't sit, you can't stand, you can't even move for more than maybe 10 meters without, you know, bending over for pain, you know. That's when you should seek. That's when you know that it's way beyond just back pain. Okay, so now, people usually tell you that, oh, it's just you overextended your muscles. You know, when you're getting a bit older, you can't bend in certain ways. You used to bend as a child, you know, with abandon. So, okay, you overextended your muscles. Let's do a massage for you, you know, with all these heat-producing liniments. Is that a right thing to do? For pain. For pain. For an elderly person or a young person. Let's say uh, from 40, 40 up. Oh, well. 
there's really nothing wrong in applying topical analgesic. Okay. Where I'll have a problem is when you now visit one of our local massives. Okay. Let's hold on to that and go for a short break. <laughs> when we come back, we explore that. Please stay with us. We're going on a short break. Welcome back. This is Health Matters on Channels Television, and we are talking about lower back pain. 0808-054-2233 is the number to call if you have a question about this topic. You can also tweet at CTV underscore Mary A or send me email moalale at channelstv.com. We are talking about lower back pain, very common. Listen to this. So you were saying you had a problem with people going to visit local mass use. Well, Why is that? Because um, their practice is not regulated. Okay. Basically, that's and um, I'm not. Uh, I don't really want to go there. Okay. But I just restrict. So let's go to, to other places practice. because there are lots of places to go to. Sometimes you've massaged a person with heat-producing liniment, and the person tells you the pain got worse. How is that possible? It's supposed to get better. Depending on the kind of pain. If the pain is um, acute, okay, and you go on and massage with um, heat-producing liniment, like you said, it's going to aggravate the pain. If the pain is acute, there's swelling. So the heat-producing liniment will only make the swelling worse. Ah, okay. Yeah. So in that kind of scenario, it's best to use cold compress. Something yes. to resolve the swelling. The compresses. When do you use a cold and when do you use a hot? But first of all, please, describe a compress for us. Mm, it comes in different, you know, different types of ways. You could, I mean, make your own cold compress by crushing ice, putting a towel, wrap it around, wet it and put it over the painful area. Then we have cold packs. Okay. Then we have some sacks that you can load with ice, you know. And then apply, apply it to over the, the, the painful area. area. Yeah. But now, when do you use a cold? When do you use a hot compress? You or use, must it be a cold compress? Use cold when there's swelling. Okay. When there's uh, acute pain. You know. And for some reason, some patients just respond better to cold than to heat, irrespective of whether there's a swelling or not. Okay. Then there are some disease conditions where you'd rather use cold compress than, than hot. Use hot. Let, let's take this call from Samson in AKT. Hello, Samson. Okay, Samson is not there anymore. But do do try, do try, Samson. You may come. You may be able to uh, get us before the end of the program. Um, I want to ask about arthritis. I read something curious. When we talk about arthritis, we immediately think about the fingers, where they are bending and twisting. Do you have arthritis of the back? Oh yes. How does that? Arthritis can happen in any of the joints. Okay. But it's more what you see in the figure, fingers is just a kind of arthritis where you see a lot of deformities. That's rheumatoid arthritis. Okay. You know, in the back you have lumbar spondylitis. In the knee you have knee osteoarthritis. You have ankylosing spondylitis. So you can have arthritis in any of the mobile joints because arthritis really is from wear and tear. So any mobile joint. 
And that can cause pain. Oh, of course. Is there a prevention for these things? Oh, yes. <laughs> Let, we'll still go back to our lifestyle. Le let's quickly take Christian. Hello, Christian. I think Christian's call has dropped too. But then you, you said that's back to lifestyle. You can, by lifestyle, prevent arthritis? To some extent. Do tell. What do you do? Healthy living, weight control, especially for arthritis of the knee. The knee is a weight bearing joint. Oh, yes. You know, there are some things that predispose you to this, um, to arthritis anyway, that you cannot but help. Maybe previous accidents. Oh, yes. You know, some hormonal changes, you know, some diseases that might predispose you to it. But if you, I mean, put all those ones aside, maintaining a healthy weight, eating right, and of course, doing regular exercise. Yes, back to that exercise. When you talk about regular exercise, um, what exact, what type of exercise do you mean? But before you answer that, let's see if we can get Shegun. Hello, Shegun. Hello. Yes. What is your question, Shegun, from Ikurudu? We are all ears. I want to have the guest. Go ahead. I want to have the guest. If physiotherapy alone can solve any analgesic drugs, thank you. Okay, um, it cut at some point. Yeah, but he's asking if physiotherapy alone is enough, or one has to take medication. That's what well, I got from what he was saying. In this climb, it's always best to see your doctor. You know, they do the num the tests. You know, blood works, X-ray, MRI. You know, make sure you have a clean bead of health before referring you for the physiotherapy treatments. Okay. What does that have to do with the physiotherapy treatment? I mean, if there's pain. Oh, okay. Let You're me start from here. What does the physiotherapy treatment include? Well, physical management of disease and injury. Yeah. Okay. You want me to go to management now? Management, yes. Okay. Because, you know, we've spoken about a massage at home. Yeah. Obviously, most people don't know the muscles or whatever is involved in yeah. that particular pain. Yeah. But you would know if, if the person came to you. We've spoken of compresses. All right. So somebody comes to you with a pain. What do you do? But before you answer that, someone is calling from Anambra. Let's see if we can get this. Hello, Chidera. Yes. My name is Chidera. And... What's your question, Chidera? Mm, my mom, she has um, a pain on her back. So I don't know. I don't know if you can tell me what she can take. Well, first of all, um, how old is your mom? Okay. How old is my mom? Is I didn't get that. Then we also have to know what part of her back she has the pain and why that pain is there. Was there an accident or anything? I think I'm answering the question for you. <laughs> His mom has pain and, and he's asking what should she take? I, but I imagine what you'd ask say? these kind of questions, and that means the person it's should see. It's best to visit a health facility. Okay. Mm. So, Chidera, let her visit a health facility, get it checked out, 
and, and you know, evaluated, then they can say what, what uh, um, she should use. Since it's not an accident, we are getting that from you. All right. So um, where were we now? Management. The, the management. Okay. Um, in my own facility, before the patient gets to us at all, must have seen the doctor, the surgeon. Okay. You know, we employ this model. So we have about one minute. Oh, <laughs> so we do a proper assessment, you know. The assessment, you want to know how the pain is, when the pain comes on, when it started, is it there 24-7, is there anything that, you know, takes the pain away, is there any activity that aggravates the pain. So physiotherapy really, I'm rushing now, mm -hmm. could be passive or active. Passive in the sense that the patient has so much pain, so you have to deal with the pain before giving exercises. Oh, okay. So for pain, for pain modification, you have to use either heat or cold, depending on the kind of pain the patient has. You know. So when you're able to deal with the pain, you now introduce exercises. That's not to say that while you're dealing with the pain, you're not giving some exercises, but it might not be targeted towards where the pain is. But once the pain is down, you have to introduce exercises, stretches, core exercises, and all that. Of course, you introduce lifestyle change as well. You talk about posture, you talk about ergonomics. All right. And all that. That's very good. <laughs> you did what lots of people cannot do. Thank you so much. Thank you for that, and thank you for coming to the show. It's My a wrap pleasure. today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you for being with us at home, and thank you for your questions, Chidera, and all the others. I hope you're satisfied with your answers. Have a wonderful day. I am Mary Alale Yusuf.